Worth It or Worthless, a show where every couple weeks we pull a game from my own personal collection of retro games, take off our nostalgia-tinted glasses, and decide, is the game good by today's standards, and is it worth the price of admission? We talk about what the game does well, what the game doesn't do so well, and the things that are just plain weird. I'm your host, Dan, joined as always by my friend Jordan. Jordan, what did we get into today? Today we played various Excite Bikes on multiple Nintendo platforms. Excite Bike is the thrilling story of one dirt biker's quest to become the world's greatest racer while attempting to overcome the fact that he owns the world's most terrible dirt bike. Uh, you you talking about hobby? It's a, is it a hobby? No, that's the character. That's that's the racer from Excite Bike. That's his name. He's got yeah. a name. Yeah, according to the the Wikipedia page, uh, hobby is the main character of Excite Bike. Wow. <laughs> That makes it more personal, like you actually are a character. You're not just a little guy made up of pixels, but you have a name, which um, means that you probably have a personality and maybe a family and a backstory, and which is why it's so important to really dig into it like I like to do with the summaries for these games. I think I like the game better just with me, with me, me in the game. Oh, you are. You are the dirt biker <laughs> with the world's most terrible dirt bike. Uh yeah um well I like I like the dirt bike it's garbage but it makes the game fun it's an interesting system it's an interesting system which I think we'll we'll dig into yeah but on on its like on its ba- basic basis on its foundation at its most uh essence I don't know what I'm trying to <laughs> look you, for what are you saying Excite Bike Dan it's it's a game about dirt biking. Yeah, it's <sighs> which if you didn't know is an extreme sport. Extreme sport. Yeah. Uh did you know that the music the 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 little music that is in this game is composed by the same guy that did the Zelda 2 soundtrack? Um I remember very little about Zelda 2 other than the fact that I didn't like it. Well, maybe we'll have to really just play through that at some point on the podcast to make sure that you like it. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So, um, back when we did the, the desert Island NES games, you picked Zelda two. Yeah. And I had never even seen it before. I didn't even know there was a Zelda two and you made me play a little bit of it and I had a bad time. So I don't know that I'm like, if we're going to cover a Zelda game on this podcast and it's going to be our first one, please don't pick that one. I think the first Zelda game is going to be linked to the past. No promises, but. I think that that could be the one. I haven't played that one either, so. But uh, anyways, what are we doing, man? We've, um, we've gotten off to a really weird start here. Yeah, it's our final episode of our Extreme Sports Month. This is one of those special months where you get three episodes. Technically, you got four episodes because we threw a little Battletoads bonus yeah. episode at you. So this is a, yeah. a record-breaking month for us, just dropping content after content. Yeah, and if I get off my butt and finish the Tony Hawk video, that'll be out this month too. Yeah, you guys just dr- a full video just or just a full month drowning of content. in content. Yeah. <laughs> uh, before this derails any further, do you just want to jump into what the game did well? <laughs> yeah, let's just uh, jump in to talk about excitement. We should probably clarify first. Uh, I we did play multiple versions of this game. Yeah. Yeah. So we're going to be talking a little bit about um, Excite Bike for the NES, but also the versus Excite Bike for the Famicom Disk System. Yeah. So the the this episode is themed around the NES version. However, 
I don't have a Famicom disc system, so we couldn't like go play that version. But since the Versus Excite Bike is on the Switch online service and it's two players, yeah, it was like let's try that. Let's see what that's like. Because all I've ever known of Excite Bike before today was like the original NES version that I grew up with. So I've really got my fill of a lot of everything Excite Bike today. Yeah, and uh, my background with the Excite Bike is um, hearing about it before today, but I've never played it really before today. So yeah, I could tell. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, I see. I see how it's gonna be. We're gonna do some. This is gonna be a trash talk episode. People, get ready. All right, let's jump into what the game did well. All right, for me, the number one thing has to be, as a person approaching this game for the first time, is that this game was very simple, but still fun. Yeah, oh yeah, for sure. I also have that written down. We should kind of explain, um, you really have two buttons. I mean, you have your, your D-pad, which, you know, makes you move yeah. around. But you have, uh, a, like, a button that makes you go fast, and then you have a button that makes you go faster. <laughs> and those are those are really the two buttons, you know. It's the NES, so you only got A and B. And um, if you use the really fast button, I don't really, do they have official names, the two buttons? I don't know. I didn't read the manual. It's, like, speed and turbo speed. But the one that makes you go really fast, it also makes your dirt bike overheat. Which is why I called this the world's worst dirt bike. Because I don't think a real dirt bike. Now, I'm not really the dirt biking kind of guy. <laughs> so if you out there and you happen to be one of those few people in the entire world who have a crossover hobbies of um, dirt biking and retro gaming, I apologize if I have this totally wrong. But I don't think that dirt bikes overheat about five seconds after you put them into second gear. That's just my own personal thought on dirt bikes. <laughs> I don't think it's five seconds. I think it's more like eight. Okay. <laughs> Anyways, you can go really fast, um, which is nice. But then uh, eventually, if you're going really fast, your, your bike's going to overheat. And then you have to pull off to the side of the track to let your bike cool down for a little bit. Or stop holding down the turbo button. Or no, no, no. Or find one of those nice arrows that are on the track occasionally to uh, cool down your bike. Yeah. So like I said, the, just get good. The controls are pretty simple, but they have a, a nice amount of depth to them. Because like you just explained, there are these arrows on the track that'll allow your bike to cool down. And you you kind of have to find the balance between accelerating and, and getting up speed, but not overheating your bike. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's not like there's a crazy amount of like depth in the controls, but yeah. I, I had a good time with it. Well, and the, that's just the acceleration. There's also you tilt backwards and forwards as you go over ramps and stuff like that and based on how you land and how you pull back on things there's also an interesting depth to like trying to gain speed or not crash and stuff like that so it's not i mean they're the controls really they're simple but like they really i don't know what else you would have done here to make excite bike any more deep mechanically well i think the thing that that makes it maybe more simple than most racing games that you've played is that you're not in like a first person or a third person view like behind the dirt bike you are looking at it as the bike goes across the screen from left to right yeah. so you don't have to worry about turning um you know you can switch lanes by using up and down on the d-pad um but you know if you were in that first or third person view like you are in mario kart or something maybe there could be or excite bike 64 excite bite 64 which is i'm gonna say this wrong i just keep saying excite bite 
Um, <laughs> it's going to happen. So, you know, three points to anyone out there who counts the number of times I've said the name wrong already. But yeah, you don't have that. Like you're not picking up items. There's not like anything like that. It's like you're looking at the guys. He goes left to right across the screen and uh, you are jumping every now and then. You're accelerating and you're keeping your guy from tilting too far back or too far forwards, which I never quite mastered. Yeah. That was one of the downsides of coming to this game as a total noob is that that is not something I normally have to think about in a racing game is like the pitch of my car as I go over a, a ramp or, or while landing. Yeah. Um, and I started to get it near the end, but it took me a while. Uh, have you ever played the Trials series? Uh, is that like the the mountain biking game? Well, no, it's like it's a motocross bike no game. I, it's kind of the whole thing is physics based where you're tilting the bike oh as you go up and down it's like really hard i don't know i think the only other like bike based game well no that's not true because i've played paperboy which is <laughs> you're on a bike um not very extreme paperboy i've played uh road rash 64 yeah and some of like the classic road rash games which are more like typical motorcycle racing games but um no i don't think i've ever played like another like mountain biking or dirt biking kind of game well excite bike is like a super primitive racing version of trials with the the point was the controls in excite bike are, are slightly similar to what you get out of trials gotcha. but uh yeah i think that this game there's so many what i th- was thinking of as i was as we were playing was like so many of these old school arcade games did like a limited thing very well yeah and i feel like that really applies here where it's just such a simple game but it just has all that it needs to be fun it does have i mean it definitely has a lot to have fun like you you can have fun with this game like i said it seems very simple but like and at first i was like how are we gonna how are we gonna like get enough out of this to really discuss and have mm-hmm. a full episode but then we dug into it and we start like trying to set best laps on or like best times on on the different tracks and trying to like get through all the different races and it's like oh man like i could see getting sucked into this game and like trying to compete for those high scores and to get the higher placing and uh yeah i i, I was uh you know misled at first i thought maybe it was gonna be a little <laughs> bit of a shallow experience but i had a good time yeah uh i guess we should say uh for anybody not familiar you have to beat a certain time on the tracks to sort of advance yeah so you pick your track and then if you don't you know the first track's time might be i don't know a minute and 30 seconds to beat quote unquote third place and if you don't beat them it's game over and so that's where the challenge of excite bike comes in besides like trying to like tilt your bike correctly and not overheat it you also are trying to not crash so that you can uh, keep advancing. So we didn't actually uh, beat any of the the. We couldn't beat what was it? The third track. It's called track three, and man, it's got that that one minute and eighteen seconds. You got to do two laps in a minute eighteen. Yeah, and we managed to do it. Like, um, there's these different. There's five different races. Is I don't remember. I think it called or five different tracks or whatever. There's five different. Um, sets of races and we could never get past track three in the first bundle of tracks but then you can actually go to another set of tracks where it's the first one and in that one i was actually able to to get a time of like a minute 16 and beat that 118 but um, we were never able to string together the five wins or whatever it is that you need to to like be the champion of one of these cups i guess 
It was it was still a lot of fun. We were, yeah, it was like screaming. <laughs> I, there was like literally two races that I lost by less than one second under the par time, but it's still a lot of fun. Yeah, this game is simple but fun. Yeah, which is that's exactly what I have. My number one thing in this game as well. Yeah. Another thing that really stands out to me is the high score system, I guess you'd say in this game. Yeah. And for me, like, I don't remember, and this is probably just my limited experience as a, as a gamer. I don't remember a lot of Nintendo games that would keep a high score like this, where once you've set the track record, then boom, that is now like the, the record for anybody else who turns the game on and is trying to beat it. And as a a person who played games with my three brothers, like I, I could see that getting really competitive or somebody setting a high score on a track and then all of us like trying to beat that. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool that it, it like kept that. And it wasn't just keeping it for, you know, that play or whatever it was, you know, I had my playthrough and then you would go and you didn't just see like the default track record. It was my record up there or your record when I was playing. And it's like that extra little thing. It's not just like an arbitrary number that the developers put in there or that the computer came up with it. It's like, I actually am trying to beat your high score. Yeah. Every time, because my high score was always the one that was up there when you were playing. Uh, Is that what you're trying to say? uh, I'm, I think that I actually did the race first, so I got to set the first one, and then you oh, yeah, okay. swiftly broke those, and then I was always chasing you. Gotcha. I just, I was trying to, I couldn't. And it might not, like, <laughs> that probably doesn't seem like a huge feature, like, to somebody who's a modern gamer, because, of course, that's a thing. Like, every game since then has had that. But, like, I don't feel like that's, like, this game came out in 1984, and for some reason that just seems like a, a thing that would have been novel for 1984 to have on a home console. Yeah, it's definitely, um, it kind of plays into a little bit of a point that I have, which is I had a lot of fun passing the controller back and forth with a friend. Like, I liked Excite Bike as a kid, but I was never like, man, I really love Excite Bike. <laughs> but like today, playing it with you, I had like a lot of fun just passing it back and forth, especially with like trying to beat each other's times and stuff like that. Uh, I feel like co op is definitely, uh, or playing this, well, the NES version doesn't have the two-player mode. So passing the controller back and forth on that one, definitely a good good way to go. Yeah. The funny thing, too, is that you, you have, like, these two different modes. And so I was thinking, like, oh, there's two different modes. It's probably, like, one player and two player. But no, so we've been playing this this one-player mode, mode A, where it's just you against the clock. And, yeah. um, you know, we did well enough to, like, get close to the end each time and then flamed out in glory. Like, you know, it looked... Oh, there was one time when Dan was like one second behind the clock and it's just like you feel it in your heart and you're like, is he going to make it? The bike's going to overheat. And then you fly over the finish line and you're like half of a second because it goes to like the hundredths place on the the timer and you're like, oh, so close. And uh, we weren't able to do it. And so like, oh, let's check out mode B. And you go to mode B and um, it's the exact same tracks that you've been racing with the exact same times to beat. But now there's just a bunch of computer players (laughs) flying around the screen and knocking you off your bike. And it's exponentially harder. And it's like if you manage to master mode A, well, now here's mode B. Or if you're like, I'm sick of trying to uh, beat mode A, I'm going to go to mode B and just see how many computer players I can knock off their bikes because i need to let out some frustration (laughs) yeah it's it's just like maybe you even maybe if you master like mode a then all of a sudden you're ready for a new challenge (laughs) you've got mode b to like get extra moving obstacles of like oh there's two guys that are blocking the the only two lanes that are available right now 
Oh. Uh, and I'm going to run into them and I'm going to crash because I'm going way faster. Yeah. So there are awesome. F- there's four lanes on the screen. If you haven't ever played Excite Bike, just it, picture four lanes across the screen and you are racing as fast as you can. The clock is ticking down. There's five seconds left. You can see the finish line. Um, the top lane uh, has disappeared. Now it's just dirt. If you hit that, your bike's going to slow down to nothing. The bottom lane has these like oil slick things that if you hit them, it's going <laughs> to slow your bike down. In the middle two lanes, riding side by side, are two computer bikers. And if you run into the back of them, you're going to crash. And now there is no prayer of you getting to that finish line on time. And you realized, I goofed. I needed to do better earlier in the race. And yeah. Just, it evaporates before you, which sounds like a bad thing, but it was just every time it would happen, we were just dying laughing because I think yeah. it's like pretty randomized. Yeah. And uh, uh-huh. there are just times when you feel like you're on the highway stuck behind two semi trucks driving side by side and you you don't have any prayer of getting past them. Right, right. Uh, the next thing that I have that the game did well is I like what music was in the game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I agree. There's uh, there's exactly one song in I this game. I think there's two, right? You got, the, you got the little like in the menu. You got that little song. What else is there? Oh, when you win. Is that what that's from? Is that when you win? Oh, right before you start. Yeah, I think there's like an intro to the races, and then there's like the the menu music. And I don't know if the menu music is the same as the one you win. <laughs> There's not very much music in this game, but what is there is like good. Like I said, the composer from Zelda 2 did the music for this, so you know it's good. (laughs) (laughs) I really love the music in Zelda 2. Okay. That's I I mean I probably should have said that. It's at that the music in that game is phenomenal. Um but yeah, you get like two or three pieces of like five second long music here, and they're good. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot there, but man, it's it's a uh, quality over quantity. Yeah. <laughs> what else do you have? Um, another really interesting thing that I was not expecting to see in a game from 1984 was a level designer. Yeah, yeah, I also have that. Um, you can actually build your own track. You have, I don't know, maybe 15 <laughs> different pieces that you can use, like different size ramps, different obstacles. Um, the little speed arrow things that cool your engine down. Um, you can like remove lanes. It just, I was really surprised to see that. Um, in the American version, you can only save the one track. Um, it, apparently, in the Japanese version on the Famicom Disk System, you can record, you can like use this extra peripheral that where you can plug a cassette tape in and it will save or load your tracks off of a cassette tape. That peripheral never made it to the States. And so there Shocking. is in the manual for the American version, it just says the, the save and load functions don't have any use in this version. So um, we were like clicking save and load and trying to figure out how to save more than one track. And it's just not possible. But even just forgetting that, I don't know that you are really going to be disappointed that you can't save or load your own tracks. But it was fun to like build a track and then be like, all right, Dan, let's see who can get the best time on this yeah. ridiculous track I just built. I was like, you were like taking notes or something and I was like just trying to make as much of a troll track as I could. <laughs> and then when I finished it, laps were like 20 seconds long and it was like so disappointing because <laughs> it was so much shorter than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> you can make the tracks like as yeah. long oh, as yeah. a normal one, but you actually have to put a little bit of time and effort into it. You're not just going to 
throw together an amazing track. But I was just amazed. Like 1984, they're giving you yeah. level customization features. Yeah. I was not expecting that. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Uh, that is all that I have. Do you have anything else? Um, that is all that I have as well. All right. Let's move on to what the game does not do so well. thing for me has to be the sound effects in this game are are terrible i like them but (laughs) it could it could purely be nostalgia you uh like they're fine they're very (laughs) they're normal exactly what you'd expect (laughs) except for when you are trying to use yes yep that was a very good recreation of the high gear sound which now everybody just turned off this podcast and will never turn it on again because of hearing that. But it's like you have to use the high gear to do well in these races. And so probably like 50, 60 percent of the race, you're just hearing this terrible, terrible noise. It's like, why? Why is that what you picked? <laughs> and then the bike will fall like <laughs> it's just like it's all these like noise yeah. channels and everything like that. Yeah, uh, I'm going to purely say that I enjoy the sound effects out of nostalgia. Uh, I, I don't know if I can be objective about it just because it was like, and that's, I guess, just the music maybe too. It's like the sound of Excite Bike is just something that makes me feel happy. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I didn't even notice it really. Oh, man. I, that was the first thing I wrote down. I was like, the high gear sound effect is truly terrible. <laughs> uh, the first thing that I have is that there's not really a lot here. You basically have five tracks, two modes, and the design your own track mode. And that's it. It's kind of bare bones. I mean, it's fun for what's there, and there's still like a good amount of challenge. I mean, we didn't beat any of the sets of tracks from front to back, but um, there's not a lot there. No. And I think that the biggest thing that this game is lacking would have given it so much more playability is if you had multiplayer like true multiplayer, not just like try to beat each other's high score yeah. or here's a level that I built and now try to beat it, but like on the same screen racing against each other and then boom, this game has so much more replayability. Yeah, well, and that and we experienced that with Versus Excitebike. Yeah. Uh, it actually does have literal a Versus mode. The Versus series is weird. I don't fully understand it. You've got like Versus Super Mario Brothers and like Versus Castlevania and like the whole thing. I don't understand it that well because I don't, does it always mean like versus another player no because so with this game there are two versus excite bikes the first one was released shortly after the original 1984 and is on arcade but it was only one player yeah and then you have versus excite bike which was released in 1988 for the famicom disc system which is what we played and that has two players but that wasn't on the like the arcade versus system so it's it's really confusing i don't so if you know about the versus arcade system please write us in and like let us know clear that up for us because it's kind of just weird and i would like to understand it but i've never you know taken the time i know Um, i know that the um like the actual software or not software the hardware that those games were played on like nintendo's uh arcade hardware was called the versus unisystem oh so maybe that's why it. it was called that yeah um but yeah, the version from 1988 <laughs> actually did have 
proper multiplayer. There's only three tracks, but you could set. I wonder if you could like unlock more though, because it looked like with all the flags, there was like one, two, three inside of flags, and then a whole bunch of more flags with yeah, I don't know. without numbers in them. So maybe if we had played more of the single player or something, we could have unlocked more tracks. I would have liked to just play that bonus game though. Yeah, there was that a, mode. a cool bonus game. Yeah. But being able to play multiplayer in there, I feel like that was the most fun that we had. Yeah. Like we were able well, to. Well, it was the most fun that you had because you ended up winning. Yeah. Much to my chagrin, but. Um, oh, that was, that was great. Like I actually found out like I might suck against the timer, but for some reason, it, you were way better against the timer than me. But for some reason, when we both went on the same screen, I was able to beat you. You beat me. Uh, the first two, then I beat you the second two, and it was the best, you know, best of five, and I won the the fifth one. And you can set it of like best of like what three, one, three, five, seven, nine. I think. Yeah, the multiplayer thing, you um, could choose how many laps you wanted to yeah. do, how many wins you wanted to. It's a really good, in. yeah. It was a really good multiplayer mode, and that would have there's made, a lot there. That would have made the original Excite Bike so much better if it had that. Yeah, yeah. But they figured that out and they added it later and never released it in the U.S. Yeah, so it's a real shame. Yeah, but we got it now. We do, arguably yes. the best version because I don't know. I mean, there's not a lot of text in the game. I doubt that the original version would have been in English. Oh no, yeah, because the Famicom this system was right. only released in Japan. So we've got uh, versus Excite Bike Definitive Edition, maybe. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. But the the small amount of English text that is in. So if you have the Nintendo Switch online service, you can go on your NES app and you can play both Excite Bike and versus Excite Bike. And there's a little bit of English text in there and it is really hilariously translated. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah. That's yeah. funny. Uh well, what did it say? How do you how do you play or yeah, like every every sentence yeah. was just wrong by a little bit. It was, instead of like, um, like what do you want to play? It was like it, it was what do you play? What do you play? What do you what do you play? Question mark. And then how many round? <laughs> how many round? You could do one round, two round, nine three round, round nine round. <laughs> Actually, I think the rounds were only in uh, odd numbers. I think it was one, three, five, seven, nine round. Yeah, it has and- to be an odd number, else you could tie. Right. And I think the single player of versus Excite Bike was more in line with the arcade version of versus Excite Bike uh on the Famicom disc system. As yes. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was uh a little disappointed to find out that like I had a good time with this game, but to find out that we didn't get the best version here. Yeah. Uh, we didn't get the the versus Excite Bike, which we you can play on your Nintendo Switch. But apparently there's also a version of this for Super Nintendo that I found out just right before we were recording called Excite Bike Bun Bun Mario Battle Stadium, which has an awesome name. It came out on the Super <laughs> Nintendo or not the Super Nintendo, sorry, the Super Famicom, which is the Japanese version. And it was on this like satellite gaming uh subscription service that you could pay for and you could like download games yeah. and it was a version of Excite Bike that they had reskinned with 16-bit Mario graphics yep. and you can go on YouTube and find it and it looks amazing mm-hmm. and I'm just waiting for like Nintendo bring that over to the Super Nintendo uh Switch online service because that looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, one point that I just had in my head that I want to ask you about do you know if the Switch online service, I know there's a couple of Japanese games on the Super Nintendo side of things. Are those translated or are they still in Japanese? So with the Switch online service, whenever we get new games with that, 
there is usually some Japanese exclusive. So if you make a Japanese profile on your Switch, you can go download the Super Famicom or the Famicom uh, apps and there'll be extra games, but they're just in Japanese. But there have been at least a couple games that had never been translated into English and then were translated to English for the first time on those apps. Well, so I know that there's like at least two Japanese games on the English Switch Online right now. Yeah. Aren't they translated though? I don't know. That's what I'm asking. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. what I'm asking. Because there's like a tennis game, I think. Yeah. And then there was, there's I think, one other one, one other one. I can't remember off the top of my head, but then once they did that. So you haven't played them. Oh, oh, oh. Um, the new one that's just coming out, the um, Peace, Pick, Mario Peace. Picross, <laughs> Mar- Super Mario Picross. The, the, that was the first time that that had ever come to the United States and it was put in English. What was the other one? Super Peacekeepers or something? Yeah. Something it sounded like, like a modern indie game that would, would have been like a riff on like an old game, but it's... <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is this game? So th- those have oh, happened. Man. Like it has happened. It is kind of a bummer when you see, like I think this month, um, this is September when we're recording this of 2020, the Japanese uh, Super Nintendo online service got um, one of the early Fire Emblem games. It might have been Fire Emblem 3 or something. Mm. It's like, oh, that would have been cool. Like, I, I yeah, like. Yeah, but we got Donkey Kong Country 2. Which is cool, but they also got Donkey Kong Country 2 and Stop. all these other games. So I'm just like, come on, give us some of that. Give us monthly games is what I want. Yeah, that Bring would be that nice. Back. That would be nice. Uh, back to uh, North American Excite Bike. Yes. Not Sorry. I, I well. went off on a rabbit trail about all these Japanese. Yeah. Thankfully, we do have versus Excite Bike. But back to the original Excite Bike and what it yeah. doesn't do well. Uh, no music during the races. No music during the races is a bummer. Yeah, I mean, even if I would have listened to that, you know, the the title theme over and over again. <laughs> uh, I don't know about that. If I would have just listened to that ten second loop over and over and over again as I was racing, this game would have been just like you know, if you are top-notch. if you want to hear the exact same ten second loop over and over and over again, you should play Bubble Bubble. I was gonna say. <laughs> That's a little bit longer than 10 seconds. I was going to say Dig Dug. At oh, least it only man. plays when you're moving, though, so you have the option to mute it by just <laughs> not moving. <laughs> but yeah, Versus Excite Bike has just better sound all around, better sprite animations. They kind of, when your bike's about to overheat, the whole thing flickers. You don't get that in the NES version. No, there was music while you were racing yeah. in Versus Excite Bike and in the menu and in the select screen. So yep. there, was, there was lots of music tracks in that yep, one. Yep, yep, yep. Um, another thing from the original game that kind of irked me was this is a game all about speed and racing. And anytime that you either crash or overheat, it feels like it takes forever to get going again. It seems like it was just like a little bit too long. I get like overheating. You have to wait a few seconds. But there was times where you would crash in the most inopportune place and you like roll down a hill, but then you have enough momentum to like roll up a hill and roll down. Like you are <laughs> right. literally doing flips forever. <laughs> and then you finally land and, uh, you know, everyone else or the, the timer is like a half a lap ahead of where you should be. So, yeah, um, that was a little bit frustrating for like a game where like you want to be going fast and you, it's all about speed. Um, some of the the crashes and then like sometimes you crash and it takes you every time you crash it takes you all the way up to the top of the screen and your guy like all of a sudden is now flung off the bike and you have to mash the buttons as fast as you can to get back on the bike which yeah. i did like that because it adds some of the speed back but the length of time it took to actually crash um was kind of frustrating that kind of plays into my last point which is that the game is kind of unforgiving yeah you know like we couldn't we couldn't get past track three and it's like it's just and granted like there's not a lot here so You've got 
maybe a little bit of that artificial old school difficulty. Oh yeah. Uh, trying to extend the playtime, which I can appreciate, but at the same time, it was just like, man, how many times are we going to fail the same race? Both of us failing the same race. And yeah, we could probably be a little better. And I was figuring things <laughs> out. I was figuring stuff out a little better as, as time went on, but. I feel like the the challenge was probably right at the right level. There's yeah. only five tracks in here. We were able to, you know, do pretty well for only putting like an hour or two into that excite bike and like trying to do option A or whatever. And so like if you were a kid in the late eighties, early nineties and you got this game, you know, you don't want to just blow through those five tracks and then it's like what the what's the point of playing it other than making, yeah. making your own tracks in the editor so i get amping up the level of difficulty on the last two tracks um and we were able to get close like i feel like it's not so hard that you don't even want to try it's it's difficult um it is unforgiving you do have to have two perfect laps yeah um, but it wasn't like crazy impossible yeah i just i w- i i feel like they could have even i don't know like so when you pick a track, it seems like you have to play it twice in a row yeah. before moving on to the next track. And I almost feel like they kind of do it in versus Excite Bike, where you have to like um, qualify. Qualify, yes. I almost would have liked them to have a qualifier every time in this one before like the actual race, and so you can like see the track and get the hang of it. Yeah. Or like just lighten up somehow. I don't know. I guess you can technically do that because you can pick whatever track you want. But I just wish that they would have maybe let you go uh, on easy mode with an easy time through the five tracks. And then, I don't know, made another round with harder times or something to soften up some of that. Like I can't get past the third track. Which that's another improvement that they made in versus it's like like you had hard uh, intermediate and normal yeah, or yeah, easy. Yeah, yeah. It might have been easy mode. So yeah, they they did add different modes in the versus excite bike. Yeah, yeah. I really liked versus excite bike. And they had an extra four years. They really polished excite bike. And yeah, I we both I commented. It seemed like the tracks were better thought out. Like things were spaced better. Yeah, you weren't just like flying off of a ramp and crashing right into another ramp. Yeah, I feel like if you have the switch online service, like versus excite bike, check it out. Yep, that's the one to play. If you're hearing this, and you're like, man, I want to try some Insight Bike. Yeah. Play the Versus Excite yeah. Bike. Uh, I don't have anything else. That's it for me, too. All right. Uh, let's move on. Uh, what would you pay for the experience that you just had with the NES version of Excitebike. With the NES version. If you didn't have a Switch or the Switch Online service didn't exist. Oh, man. Okay. If so it was 1990. If it was 1990, <laughs> am I going to like current? And you had just gotten prices? your allowance. So this is... A, oh, <laughs> are we in America or Japan? <laughs> what would you pay for the experience you just had? Yeah. <laughs> Um, yeah, we got to stop trying to reframe it and just, uh, let my mind settle. I think, man, burrito or bike, (laughs) this is tough because this is a pretty shallow game, but I did have fun with it. It almost does feel more like an arcade experience Yeah, where, you know, you pop in a quarter and you get to try to make it through. That can be arranged. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
So um, I feel or you pop like, in eight dollars to the eShop. <laughs> no, see, I like there is an arcade archives version of it's like but Excite Bike on the eShop, and it is not worth the seven ninety nine that they're asking. I don't think. I I feel <laughs> like um, oh for me like I'm saying like two bucks. Jordan, it was fun for like an hour, but I'm not like I don't like the the base NES version of Excite Bike. I'm just like Man. I don't know. I don't like. That's not the one I'm going back to. I'm trying to think where I'm at on it. I feel, I feel seven or eight, maybe. Like okay. I feel like seven or eight dollars worth of fun. I can is see. There, is there? I can see you saying that. Of course you can. Yeah. Because I always say four times more than you. I know. <laughs> I know. And the funny thing is, like, we'll we'll post like, hey, we have a new episode out, and somebody on Twitter, or Instagram, will be like, yeah, did Jordan say two dollars? Yeah. And so I feel bad, but like I have to go with my heart. No, you don't. And I didn't say $2 <laughs> last time. I said $10 for whatever game. SSX Tricky. Yeah. So don't yeah. at me, internet. <laughs> what did you say for Tony Hawk 3? Uh, I didn't. No, I don't know. I didn't have a great time with Tony Hawk 3. <sighs> you had a better time with SSX Tricky than Tony Hawk 3? I did. Absolutely. That doesn't even make sense. Well. One of those games is not tied for the it's almost Best like PS2, you know what? Metacritic. <laughs> it's almost like video games are a subjective art form and you, people can find different levels of enjoyment in things. I could see how you might come to that conclusion. I just don't agree with it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. So seven, eight bucks for me. Uh, what do you think this one is going for on the Ebays? Uh, okay. So this came out in 19... 19- 84 like this was a early this was like a launch title i think when it when the well october of 1985 in the u.s yeah 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 um so it's one of those early ones i did see somebody on the internet refer to this as like a game that you just always saw in the bargain bin so i feel like four dollars is what you could pick up a copy of this for no wait 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 wait. it's 2020 quarantine has inflated all the prices i'm gonna say six dollars no no Dang it. Uh, price charting puts this one between 9 and $10. Okay. So not outrageous. Not outrageous. Um, I don't see myself having 9 or $10 worth of fun with the base version of Bike. I almost see myself having $9 you or $10 do. You almost, worth of fun. You almost do. <laughs> I'm like 10%. 10% yeah. away. Um, what do you think this one's going for in the PAL region? Oh, the PAL region. So um, let's see. It's got to be going for $13. Almost. Yeah. Almost. 14 to 15. 14 to 15. Okay. So 30% more than yeah. <laughs> than the North American version. Sounds about right. Yeah. Well, I think normally it's like 60% more. But. We've had a couple games in a row. <laughs> I, I'm, PS2 games must have uh, you know, had different values for the PAL region. For some reason, you guys haven't had the uptick there yet. You guys had pretty good prices there but sorry yeah. we're back to the nes yeah. and you're gonna have that little pal tax <laughs> the ps2 games which are like super common sports games though right yeah that's fair <laughs> uh any guesses for the the famicom disc system version of versus excite bike see now that what is, could that cost that what like what do i think it cost or what would i pay for it both um let's, see i would go more go I would put myself at seven or eight dollars for that. Whoa! One. Yeah, that one, especially with multiplayer, it was a good time. Um, if I have a Famicom, maybe I even have the tape recorder 
uh, peripheral to yeah. save my tracks. Although I don't remember, did Versus Excite Bike have a track creator? <laughs> yeah, it did. It was okay. It was weird. I like opened it and I was. It was called Versus Edit. Oh. So I didn't know if like. Oh, had, although maybe with the with the floppy disk, you wouldn't have to have the the um, tape recorder. Who knows? Who even knows? Uh, I would come in at like fourteen to fifteen on Versus Excite Bike. Oh, you're paying pal prices. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. Well, yeah. what's it going for? Uh, what do you think? Oh, okay. These are floppy disks. Uh, uh yes. Like a Nintendo yeah. proprietary version like a, of a floppy disk. Yeah. And I don't know that those last very long. They certainly don't last as long as like a, a solid state cartridge. I know that like um, those the media on floppy disks can get corrupted and um, you can lose the data. So uh, I feel like a working like in one sense that works against it. But on the other hand, maybe if you have a working one, then that makes it worth a lot more. Um, I have no idea. I've never looked. <laughs> this is just me processing. I've never yeah. looked up to see what um, right. disc system games. Do cost. you think a disc system format would be more garbage than a CD format? Um, in your opinion, but they're fun. They're fun looking. <laughs> they are fun looking, and they don't like scratch like a disc. You don't need to have a jewel case that's going to shatter the first time you open it wrong or look at it wrong. <laughs> um, I'm going to say that the the um, disc system ones are going for twenty two dollars. Uh, that one's actually going for $29. Oh, see, okay. Pricey, pricey. Yeah. My hunch was right. Yeah. Yeah, the best version of Excitebike, $29. Or um, a $20 yearly subscription to the Nintendo Online service that gets you access to lots of great games. For the definitive edition. We need to get sponsored. I keep always pitching. <laughs> I'm like always saying nice stuff about Nintendo and this online system. Um, Nintendo, call us. I don't think Nintendo would be happy to sponsor Give me us. money. Give me a free switch <laughs> give me something i don't think we could be objective about a lot of these things oh because we are stay in the good graces of nintendo reviewing games that are at least 15 years old if nintendo's not weird man they they really don't like it when you we said lots of nice things. things about them i almost always say nice things except for about zelda 2 maybe we'll have to edit that part out yeah well you know uh, all right. So nine to ten dollars worth it or worthless on Excite Bike? I'm NES. that no. That sorry, that's a half a year worth of the online. Yeah, but service. that doesn't that doesn't exist in our fictitious it, reality. I don't, I don't exist in your fictitious reality, Dan. I can neither confirm nor deny. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> this really is a trash talk episode. You just erased me from your parallel universe. <laughs> you um wow wow. All right. This might be the last episode of Worth It or Worthless. Because apparently our friendship is worthless. <laughs> I've been trying to like veil tell you that for two years. <laughs> this is hurtful. I know that you're joking, but it still stings. <laughs> uh, see, you're calling it worthless. Yeah, I can't. No, no way. I mean, for me, it's like a stretch of like a dollar. I know. You could probably even find it in my price range. I didn't really have a ton of time to to dig around, but you're not going to jump at it at that price. But you, you're gonna you're gonna look around and wait for yeah. a, a deal or a coupon. Yeah, I wouldn't be mad. I wouldn't be mad about a nice eight dollar copy, nine dollar copy of Excite Bike. Does it have cool art, or is it like the early NES art where no, they just have like, like a early, blown up pixel art? Yeah, it's literally like a blown up pixel art of the 
biker, like popping See, a wheelie. Some people get really upset with NES art that like the early ones were that pixel art. And then it started to be like cool illustrations and like um, things that were not at all representative of what was on the cartridge, but really looked cool and got your imagination going. And I'm a fan of that. Like I would have liked to see like a a cool illustration of a dirt biker like doing a, a wheelie or something. Well, versus Excite Bike kind of has like a interesting illustration, at least the artwork on the uh, the Switch online service. I don't know if that's the official artwork. I imagine it is because that's kind of what's on there. But yep. Uh, yeah. So you got you can you can get cool artwork, Jordan. You just got to buy the twenty nine dollar version of it. No, I'm out. <laughs> I'm out of that place. Yeah, I think we got to call it worthless. Um, at twenty nine dollars, go play it on the Switch. Yeah, yeah, definitely go play it on the Switch for sure. Both versions are on there. Like, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you? What else do you got going on? You gonna go play Immortal instead? We're in the middle of a global pandemic. You got time, okay? You can play Super Spike. No, that's not on there, is it? Volleyball, Super Dodgeball, Super Dodgeball is on there. If you are a big fan of Screen Flicker, play some Super Dodgeball. Or, if you're not a fan of Screen Flicker play the Kunio Kun collection version of Super Dodgeball and it'll play fantastic. Oh yeah, there you go. Or if you're a fan of co-op River City Ransom, <laughs> go play the the Kunio Kun collection. Yep. Because then it won't run like a slideshow. Yes, they upgraded it, which is nice. All right, Jordan, uh, we don't have trivia today. We do not have trivia today. I'm sorry, this is two times in a row. I'm going to get my act together, people. You got it. Yeah, you got to sort that out. But we do have a bounty. Uh, this is coming out I think the 29th and there's like another day left in September. Yeah. Um, so technically the September bounty is going to end at the end of September. But if we, if you send us uh, an entry before we record the next episode, which we don't know when that'll be. So right. you, just, you know, if you want to so, get it in before the end of September, 2020 or yeah. very shortly into October, yeah. you're going to want to send us a direct message with your favorite extreme sports game and i'm starting to realize that extreme sports games are sort of a wide yeah. family you know you got ssx tricky you got snowboarding games you got skateboarding games you got dirt biking games we've actually had two people send in that their favorite extreme sports game is wave race so yeah. um you know whatever feels extreme in your heart <laughs> send us a direct message on instagram twitter facebook or you can send us an email at Worth it or worthless podcast at gmail.com. And just let us know what's your favorite extreme sports game that will enter you in our drawing for this month's prize. Uh, which is a copy of Tony Hawk's Pro Skater 1 and 2 Remastered. Uh, your choice of PS4 or Xbox. Uh, you can find us at WIOW Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. Yes, you can. We're also on Facebook as well. Although I don't know how you find us on Facebook. Facebook.com slash WIOW Podcast. There you go. That works. Um, but yeah, that's it's that simple. Just let us know what your favorite extreme sports game is. And then you can get um, possibly the best Tony Hawk game ever. I, I possibly. just was watching a little bit of the, the video review that Dan's working on. And I was like, holy cow, that game looks nice. And yes. I hope yeah. that it comes to the Switch someday. Or I might just have to um, stop being an idiot and just get it on Xbox. Yeah. Or just get a PS4, play it over there. No, I can't. PS5. Have, I can't have three systems. That's that's just silly. Why? Where am You're I? You're a gamer. Where? No. I, I, first of all, man. <laughs> I thought you were a gamer, but listen, listen. I don't know what I am. I don't know what I am. I'm sort of having a crisis. I like games, 
but I don't like them enough to own three systems. Does that make me a gamer? Yes. Okay. Yes. Um, what if everyone just put out their best games on the Switch? Okay, let's move on. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, hopefully by the time you hear this episode, you'll be able to watch that Tony Hawk video that I'm working on. But if not, it'll probably be out the first week of October. So, uh, Another thing that we're also working on is Discord. Uh, hopefully, again, by, well, not by the time you hear this, but sometime in October, we're trying to launch Discord. Uh, so we're kind of inexperienced with that. So if you are like really good at discord and you want to help us out and maybe moderate or help us set up the server or like give us good tips on what bots would be best to have, um, send us a message. Let us know if you want to help us out. That would be super awesome. I always liked playing perfect dark with the bots. So I'm assuming that discord is a lot like perfect dark. No, no, no. The bots, you can like catch Pokemon. Or you can like play like text RPGs and level up your roles. There's a lot of things. You can play music. There's a lot of really, really interesting and cool things that Discord bots can do, as I've come to find out. Well, just, they, there's a lot of overlap between the functionality. And so I need somebody to help me to navigate those waters. Well, we're going we're gonna to just dive right in. We, we put out a poll on Instagram and said, hey, should we have a Discord? And everyone was like, yes, you idiots should have a Discord. It's 2020. Yeah. So here we are yeah. jumping in. Be kind. Uh, we'll give you more info as it's released. Right, right. Uh, another thing I'd like to mention is October is going to be Jordober. Uh, oh, you have to <laughs> come up with a better name than that. Jordober. Jordober. That's funny. I'll take uh, that. I'm letting Jordan pick the episodes for October. And Which, of course, you know, we're 50 plus episodes into this thing. And uh, I finally get to pick some some games. Yeah. And what did you pick? Uh, I'm not sure on the second one yet, but our first one is going to be Tetris and Dr. Mario for the Super Nintendo Entertainment System. Now, Jordan, I know you've been wanting to play Tetris. Did you know that my cat actually ate that cartridge and it's broken and it doesn't work? So you have to pick something I else. I will literally pick any version of Tetris <laughs> that you own. I've never even played Tetris and Dr. Mario for Super Nintendo. I just know that you have it. So that's the one that I picked. Uh, well, I think having Dr. Mario there as a backup to just completely destroy your soul after yeah. however Tetris may or may not go. Um, sure. So episode 54 is going to be Tetris, Dr. Mario. That should be interesting. We'll it should see. be interesting. Um, we'll I, I'm still really agonizing over what my second choice is going to be. I don't know if I'll ever get another chance to pick a game again. So I have to make a good choice. I had to pick Tetris because we've been trash talking for almost the entirety of this podcast about who's better at Tetris and Dan refuses to play me. So I had, I don't to think I've ever re refused to play you mm, in Tetris. I had to resort to the nuclear option here, folks, to get him to play me again in Tetris. Whatever, man. Uh, but November, we're trying to do something interesting. Uh, those are going to be community episodes. I'm kind of going to do like a free for all. Like, what do you guys want to hear? It could be anything. Do you want to hear about our, the NES games we hate the most? Do you want to hear about our favorite soundtracks? Do you want to hear about the most expensive games I own? Like if you have ideas for a show, that you want to hear. It can basically be almost anything. Um, I mean, we'll still say no if we Within hate, reason. Right? Yeah, yeah. But we're going to like tally up the votes maybe, or maybe we'll have to do a poll. I don't know. If you have an idea for a show, there's going to be might. two of them in November, but I'm going to like, I'm so November is my birthday month. And so I'm trying to do like Hobbit birthday kind of stuff. Yeah. Like all just community and like giving stuff. So uh, let us know if you have any interesting ideas like, 
maybe you want to hear a specific game or maybe you want to hear like a broad topic or something, um, just write us in and let us know. And we will try to like compile all that and figure out something that you guys want to hear about. Yes. I like that it took me almost, um, you know, over two years to get to pick an episode. Now here he's like, oh, why don't we let everybody pick an episode? (sighs) Well, you, I don't know. I don't know, Jordan. I don't even know what to say to you right now. I don't know either. I just, I had to end the episode with some trash talk since we started it with some trash talk. Well, whatever. Um, Moving on to our music segment. If you make music, let us know. We want to hear it. And maybe we'll feature it on the show. Uh, with every episode, um, you'll hear some music between the segments and at the end of the show. If you want to know what that music is, uh, you can check out the podcast description. You can also find all of the relevant links for, I don't know, videos that we mention or any of that stuff. Um, the podcast description is full of information. <laughs> if, you, if you're ever wondering about what we're saying little treats and tidbits yeah uh today's track is a remix of one of the most iconic tracks in all of retro games the overworld theme from the original super mario brothers it's a track called mushroom bounce by blind it's on an album called nester years on game shops oh nester years nester years i like that not that nester years who is that nester Nest- years? <laughs> You're talking about Nestor's Funky Bowling for the yes, Virtual Boy? that's the Nestor I was trying to talk about. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I hope you guys enjoy. I think that that is going to wrap it up for today. Thank you so much for listening. And we will see you next time. Bye. Bye.